one and only. <laughs> George. <laughs> yeah, let's all pray for Matt, because obviously this is, he hasn't officially, officially started. Officially, officially, but pretty much. So, yeah, this is exciting. First Sunday, big preach about the new vision for this year and what God's really laid on his heart for this year, which is really exciting. So let's pray for Matt and let's, yeah, draw our hearts towards him as well. So, Father, we thank you so much for Matt, Lord. We thank you for calling him, Lord Jesus, to the light church, Lord. We are so grateful for that, Father. And, Lord, we are excited to for this new year and this new season and what this can mean for us as a family. So, Father, we just pray you'd anoint Matt, Lord, that he'd feel your spirit flowing through him, Lord, as, yeah, you have called him for this task. It's you, Lord God, and you will give him and equip him everything he needs, Lord Jesus, for this new and next season. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. <coughs> so, I'll... Um for any of you who are brand new to the church, just uh, uh, very briefly introduce myself. So my name's Matt, and uh, what Josie was just referring to is the fact that uh, kind of I stepped into the role of like the main leader here within the church, the lead pastor, and um, that's kind of yeah. When's it starting? Who knows? But it's definitely my my work work. I'll be doing it full time from the beginning of February. Um, but I've been pretty uh, kind of getting stuck in already just because I can't help myself because I'm excited about all that God wants to do. And, uh, and so that's so I'm just kind of finishing a 21-year uh, kind of career or work at Christians Against Poverty, which has been exciting, laying that down to come and serve the local church here at the Live Church, which is absolutely brilliant. And I do know a thing or two about the church because I was one of the people that helped found it um, 11 and a bit years ago. I was on the leadership team for nine years and for the last two years have uh, been off it. So yeah, I just want to share with you, Joseph says a new vision. I really kind of what it is actually is a focus for this year. Um, but hey, kind of as I was preparing this, I thought happy new year. Happy new decade, happy new season, because it is a new season for us as a church. So I just thought, you know, happy new everything, yeah? Happy new everything. And um, I was drawn to the words of Isaiah, which I shared last Sunday evening, and I believe it's a word for us as a church to grab hold of, and it's from Isaiah 43, 18, where he says, and this is not just... God says this in a lot of different places in the Bible in different ways. He says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Come on, Tarzan. And say, I'll do as much as you like. <clears throat> you know, there are times where God is very clearly and definitely doing a new thing. And this is one of those times for us as a church. It is a new year, it is a new decade, and it is a brand new season for us as a church. And I almost want to, in some respects, kind of think this is a whole new start. That doesn't mean that we dump everything that we've been kind of doing and been up to, but actually have a freshness about how we think about the church and all that God wants to do in us and through us. God has a specific vision for this church for the coming decade. Yeah? From 2020 to 2030, God has a very specific vision for all that he wants us to become 
as a community and all that he wants us to achieve and do as a people on a mission. Who would like to hear what that vision is for this decade? Yeah, me too. Um, and actually, I'm not going to stand here saying, yeah, I've got something for the next decade because I'm only just getting going. And I need to spend time listening to God. I need to spend time talking to you, my church family, to discern what is it that God might want to do in this specific decade. But I have got something that I do believe God has for us for this year as a focus within the wider vision of the church. But I want to take us back to the Bible. I want to take us back to the story of God as we read it in the book of Acts and to some verses that have been hugely influential in my life and probably in your life. Whenever you've thought about church, these are some of the most beautiful verses that kind of church could be like and should be like. It comes in Acts chapter 2. If you've got a Bible, feel free to open it to Acts chapter 2. If you've got a Bible on your device, feel free to find Acts chapter 2. I find it really helpful to kind of read along, but it will be on the screen as well. By the way, when you get your device out to look for your Bible, ignore everything else, okay? Ignore everything else, just get your Bible out. It says this. It says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers met together in one place, and they shared everything they had. Wow, indeed. They sold their property and possessions, and they shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper, shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God, enjoying the goodwill of all the people, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship, those who were being saved. I find this hugely inspirational when I think about what God's plan for the church should be. I want to just pull a few things out of this and I want to then explain how our focus for the year is going to help us move a bit closer to this kind of almost idealized blueprint of what church community should be. The first thing I want to just pull out, that first verse, it says, all the believers devoted themselves. You know, church only works well when believers, the people that believe in Jesus and choose to follow him, when they choose to devote themselves, when they choose to give their time, when they choose to give their passion, when they choose to give their energy. Something that I know in kind of like the 2020s, a lot of that is quite depleted in society in general. Who's got more time than they need? No. Who's got more energy than they need? No. Who's got more resources than, than they need? You have not got more energy than you need, Jane, as much as you want to claim it. <laughs> but they devoted themselves. There's four things that we see they devoted themselves to. So firstly, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. 
which we probably just translate that into, they devoted themselves to God's truth, to understanding God's truth, understanding God's word, and all that God would want to say to them. They devoted themselves to fellowship. And this word is a kind of a bit of a, it's a very, very Christian word. Um, it kind of translates into intimate community. Okay? Intimate community, often with a purpose. So this word is intimate community. They devoted themselves to that. They devoted themselves to being community together, is what they did. They devoted themselves to sharing in meals. I love that. This is what they devoted themselves to. They devoted that actually we're going to be really focused and devoted in sharing meals with each other. That is going to be a thing that we devote ourselves to. And then it says they devoted themselves to prayer. They devoted themselves to coming together, to speaking to God together, listening to God together and enjoying the presence of God in that way. And as a result of this devotion, as a result of being these devoted people to truth and the teaching of the apostles, to prayer, to coming together in intimate community, to sharing meals with one another, so many things happened. Or they just carried on. It says, as a result, miraculous signs and wonders happened. They saw God do miracles in their midst, which is amazing. It says they met together. They met together a lot. You might be thinking, I haven't got any spare time, Matt. Just like, well, only in meeting together can we truly be the church. It says they shared everything they had. For some of you, that sounds like really bad news, and for others, that sounds brilliant news. <laughs> I'll happily share all that he's got, all that she's got over there. They did some radical stuff. It says they sold possessions, and they shared with people in need. I know that a lot of you, you're not, you perhaps do sell possessions or you give and you're generous that, that we can share with people in need, both within the church and outside the church. They worship together. When was the last time you worshipped together? Oh, no, it's about half an hour ago. Um, they met in homes. They shared meals with joy and generosity. They shared meals with joy and generosity. And as a result of this, they enjoyed the goodwill of all people. They enjoyed the goodwill. The community looked on. Society looked on and went, this is a brilliant group of people who are doing community in a way that is inspirational to the rest of us. They enjoyed the goodwill of all the people. And God added to them as a result of them being this radically inclusive, involved community. This is a brilliant example of what God's new community which is all the church is designed to be, is God's new community here on earth. The word, the word in Greek for it is the ekklesia, which simply means a gathering of God's people. Okay, It's not a building, even though we've been taught it's a building. It is a gathering of God's people. That is God's vision for all that we can be. And it came about because people devoted themselves they so love Jesus. This isn't about loving church, although we should love the church, the people. It's about loving Jesus. 
thinking, I want to be part of what Jesus is up to. And what he's up to is building a new community here on earth. And whilst I think most people would agree, it's not that you have to take that text and go, unless we're doing all of that, then we are not doing what God wants. It is a really helpful thing to look at and go, that could be and probably should be something to strive towards. Some of it, without a doubt, definitely being faithful in prayer, being faithful in learning the teachings of God, being faithful in in community together. So where are we at as a church? I think it's important to just be really honest. I think that we as the Light Church have been through a bruising, challenging few years. Okay? If we think back, some of the difficulties that we've been through, and we have been, and if you're brand new to the church, this will be kind of maybe news to you, but... You know, let's just be honest about it. The, the, the difficult and challenging kind of season we went through around appointing Chris Shaw as lead pastor. Some stuff that kind of went wrong relationally there and the cribs and some other people like that moving on. Um, if you're wondering who these people are, if you don't know them, that's fine. But if you do know them, then hopefully you'll appreciate me just mentioning that. That was a really hard time for us as a church. We came through it, but it was a hard time. 2019 has been a difficult time as well. There have been some difficult stuff that we've worked through. And I know I speak on behalf of the leadership team to know that as we look back and there was some restructuring within our staff team and a redundancy process that I know the leadership would look back on and say, we wish we had done this differently. And we lost a wonderfully faithful couple, Harry and Janet Turgeson, through that process. And I know there was genuine sadness at the hurt and pain that was caused there and and I know that numbers of you felt that as well and all of this has been in a kind of is that Richard's phone speaking to me (laughs) you're listening to me on Facebook live while sat here Richard that is devoted yeah that is devoted he he wants to get it twice (laughs) (laughs) brilliant it's a good way to lighten the mood of a difficult bit of the talk to be fair Um, the leadership team recognised that you know we've this church has struggled without a leader for the last few years and I want to acknowledge that Because I think it's probably fairly true that those of us that have been around the Light Church for some time, I think most of us remember a Light Church that we preferred. I think most of us remember a version of this church that is better than what we have been experiencing recently. It might be five years ago, it might be seven years ago. And, and, And that is a sad thing to say. But... But our God has plans to do something about that. Amen. Our God says, I am doing a new thing. Our God says that he has great plans for this church. Our God says that whatever might have seemed to be taken away, stolen, be through either kind of 
decisions that were either wrong or decisions that were implemented badly or just difficulty in relationships that just happens in everyday life that somehow as leadership we have struggled to, to, to navigate through as well as we would have wanted to. Our God says that he can and he will restore all that we have been and more and beyond that and that actually that his, 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 his vision for this city that we would be this, this brilliantly inclusive community who love each other passionately, who are committed to reaching a broken city that so desperately needs the love and compassion and the truth of Jesus Christ, that he plans to restore all that we may have lost, that we can get back to a place of being a church that we all absolutely love being a part of. We're not here simply out of loyalty. We're, at, we're here because we are passionate about what God is going to do and what God is doing. We're here because we are passionate about loving each other with his love. There's been difficult years, but he's doing a new thing. He is doing a new thing and he is going to restore all that we might have lost. And so what's that going to look like? Well, one of the few things that I felt I could do in the limited amount of time I've had to kind of prepare for this is to just get some clarity around what it is God wants us to do this year. So in 2020, as we think about those inspirational verses in Acts chapter 2. Verses? <laughs> Lots of them. Not just verses, verses. As we work towards them, what does he want us to focus on this year? And I've boiled it down to just one small little phrase. And this is it. And I want to kind of share it with you. It's not, it's not mind-blowing or anything. It's simply this, that he wants us to become a strong family that is discipling each other. Okay? A strong family that is discipling each other. And I'm going to just talk briefly to both, both things. So firstly, becoming a strong family. It is God's plan that we would be a family. And as we work out, we've got a sermon series for you for the next two months where we're going to be looking at what it means to be family and what it means to love one another with God's love. What does a family do? A family loves well. Sorry, a strong family loves well. When I say strong, it's just one adjective. A good family, a godly family. I recognize that some of us maybe come from families where this stuff doesn't happen or this stuff hasn't happened in our life, but it is God's best, and that's what we're striving for. Is a, a strong family is one who loves each other well. A strong family is a family that meets each other's needs. We care for each other. We look out for needs. We meet those needs where it is appropriate. This is what we see in Acts chapter 2, and this is what we aim to see within us as a church. So we love well. We meet needs. We enjoy life together. A good family enjoys doing stuff together. <laughs> you will come out for another walk, kids. <laughs> you will. You will enjoy it. They always enjoy it when they get out. But a family is one that enjoys life together. That's why it's like, let's go for a walk up Penny Ghent. Let's throw our house open for a New Year's Eve party. A family needs to learn to enjoy life together. 
family needs to be a people that stick together, even when it's difficult. Who maybe speak the difficult truth to one another, but have grace for each other and say, we are sticking together. And a family has to do all of that in light of the fact that you don't get to choose who's in your family and who's not. Now, you do get to choose to be a part of the light church family or another church family. But once you're in, you're in. (laughs) And you don't get to choose who is part of this family. And that is why it's brilliant. It's the love of God that helps us to love well. It's the love of God that helps us to meet needs, to enjoy life, and to stick together through all of it. That doesn't mean church family ever becomes what your blood-related family is. And the Bible clearly tells us, actually, our blood-related family needs to be our, our top priority. But then, actually, church family comes next. If I was to ask you, Where do you see family happening within church? At the moment, within Light Church, where do you see family happening? Just have a think. Right, I'm going to give you a chance to shout out now. Where would you see family happening? Light groups, very much. So what do we do? Thinking about what a good family does. They love well, they meet needs, they enjoy life, they stick together. Like groups. Job club. You've experienced family in job club. Fantastic. That's really good. Anything else? Anywhere else where you kind of experience family? Okay. Within the food bank. Particularly within the volunteers. There's great family within food bank. What else? Kiri, have you got an answer? (laughs) I don't want to. Well, you should do because young adults, family is experienced. Yeah? Our teenagers when they're hosted on a Friday night or even today after lunch, uh, for lunch, where they're going to be planning, that is where family happens. Family also happens when one person reaches out to another in need. And so it will pastoral team, there are moments that family happens. I tell you where family doesn't happen that brilliantly. Sunday mornings. Yeah. And, and I actually just want to be really clear that it's unlikely that real family is ever going to really happen really well on a Sunday morning. Sunday morning is a bit like, you know those really big family gatherings you go to where you don't know quite a lot of the people there. And you're like, who's that person? Never seen them. Well, that's the new boyfriend of your second cousin three times removed. And you're like, that's why I don't know who they are. She brings a new boyfriend to every single party. How am I supposed to... Sunday mornings, look, it's like it's kind of getting on for 200 of us in the room. It's really hard to connect well. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't work hard and try hard to connect well on a Sunday morning. But you just need to totally know that you will never, ever walk into this room without us being a much smaller church, walk into this room and know everyone because there's too many of us. Secondly, we are far too good at reaching new people and inviting them into the family of God. We have so many visitors. We have so many people brought in. And as soon as you see visitors, it can just just blow your mind. How can this be family? I don't know everyone. Well, just think of it. This is the extended family gathering. And probably within this, 
You maybe have your family. You maybe have your light group. You maybe have your people that you are friends with anyway. You maybe have your young adults ministry. And there's going to be so much more that we can do to build this. Acts 2 tells us how they built family. They devoted themselves to sharing meals. They devoted themselves to praying together. They devoted themselves to worship together. They devoted themselves to meeting needs. There is going to be more that we can do. If anyone likes walking and you're gutted that you missed out on the Penny Ghent walk, there will be more happening because it's just great. It's just a brilliant opportunity to build relationships. There'll be more opportunity to eat after church. There'll be more opportunities to do all sorts of stuff so we can build family. You know what I'd like to ask? I'd like to ask that if you've been around a while here at the Light Church and maybe you feel a bit jaded, yeah? You think, oh, do we go again? Do we keep going? And I, know this, I, I, I know that some of you, a good number of you perhaps feel like this. And I'll ask you to make a decision of the will and throw yourself back in. Because I was thinking about this. If your personal fitness feels jaded, yeah, and you do nothing about it, you stay jaded. You stay lacking energy. You stay lacking motivation. You stay lacking all that stuff. But when you start, it starts to come back. If your relationship, if your kind of marriage relationship feels a bit jaded and you choose to do nothing about it, it'll stay jaded and it'll just gradually get worse and worse and worse. You have to make a decision. And so anyone, if you've been here some time and you just feel that bit jaded, make a decision. God is doing a new thing. This is going to be exciting about what he wants to do. God wants to build a strong family here in the Light Church. In fact, he is going to build a strong family here in the Light Church. And I call on you to throw yourself in, to get engaged and get involved so that we can all play our part in making that happen. Amen? Because it says in the Word that our love for one another will prove to the world that we are his disciples. And we're going to be unpacking some of this stuff over the coming few weeks. There's no point reaching a broken world where one of the biggest needs for many of the people we reach is for family, a new expression of family, if we haven't got a good, strong family to invite them into and to be a part of. And so we're going to be working on that. The second thing, and some of this will come probably later in the year, but it was a strong family discipling each other. I have already heard from plenty of you that actually discipleship, both of those that have maybe been walking with God for some time and those that are starting a walk with God, needs to be a top priority. And I totally agree with you. Again, Acts 2 shows us what discipleship looks like. It shows us what devotion looks like. They devoted themselves to prayer. And your first opportunity, whether you've made a resolution to pray more or not, is going to be every Sunday evening in January. We're going to come together as a church. So 7.30 this evening, it's going to be very chilled out worship, room to pray, room to move in the, move in the gifts of the Spirit, 
room to see what God wants to do, room to just press in and enjoy his presence. To be a devoted disciple is to devote ourselves to prayer. It's to devote ourselves to learning God's truth. I'm really excited and I've got ideas already popping out of my head around how we might spend more time learning and understanding God's truth. How we might go deeper with some of the theology that perhaps we don't necessarily get to touch on a Sunday morning. How we worship God with all of our mind, understanding the depths of his truth and being prepared to wrestle where we perhaps don't agree with one another. Not actual wrestling, guys, Shelby, okay? <laughs> don't turn up in your wrestling gear. Okay, this is different. Oh, you can turn up in your gear, to be fair. You'll probably win the argument. <laughs> no, get the purple pants away from me, I agree. Discipleship's devoting yourself to fellowship, intimate community. Discipling one another, you know, light groups is one of the best places. The young adults, the young people movement that we've got going on is all around discipling one another. And uh, really committed to working with especially the staff team to see how we put better and stronger discipleship in place for those who are just starting their journey, who have no history of understanding anything of God and his truth, but know that he loves them and know that they love him and they want to. And, and there, there will be some, some great stuff, I guarantee. It might be six months off as we pray into it as a leadership team. We wrestle with it. But actually, what God wants to do some stuff. I want to lead us to a place where as a church, we're not just kind of randomly wandering, but we're devoted to one another, to discipling, to caring. You discipling me, me discipling you, the whole church, building and strengthening each other. You know, as a church, we've spent most of the last 11 years looking out. I think it's fair to say. It was always a top priority for me and Josie, for John and Lizzie when we started this church, was this was going to be a radically inclusive, outreaching church. And we have done that. We reach so many people. It's amazing. We share God's truth with so many people. And we see such encouraging numbers of people wanting to engage with his family, wanting to engage with his truth. It is fantastic. And don't get me wrong. Those ministries will continue this year. But top priority in 2020 is that we start rebuilding this family. That we make it strong. That we understand our commitment to one another so that as we invite people into the family of God, they've got a strong, healthy family to walk into. Not one that has, well, there's always going to be dysfunction because we're all involved. Yeah, but we want to minimize it as much as we possibly can, don't we? Then maybe this time next year, I've rewritten some of the Bible. You're allowed to do that, aren't you? It's all right, I'm not claiming it all as God's truth. But I just thought I'd put the light church into the, the verses from Acts. If that could come up, that would be great. I've also rewritten a few bits to make it easier for you, so you'd be grateful for that. All of the believers of the light church devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Devoted themselves to fellowship, that means intimate community. And they devoted themselves to sharing in meals and devoted themselves to prayer. 
a deep sense of awe came over them. Come on, God. Let's be in awe. Let's be in awe of what you are doing. Let's be in awe of the community that you are looking to build here. As they performed many miraculous signs and wonders. I changed that because in the Bible it was the apostles that did miraculous signs and wonders. And I think there's enough biblical evidence that actually it's more than just the apostles. That we are all called to have faith and to pray and believe stuff. All of the believers of the Light Church met regularly together in one place. This is what we do on a Sunday morning. We meet all of us together in one place. Let's go back a bit, sorry. And shared what they had. I've taken a word out there. You spot the word? Everything. So shared everything. They shared what they had. Well, let's just begin by sharing a bit of what we have. Let's just begin. Thank you. They sold their property and possessions and they shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the Jubilee Center regularly. <laughs> they met in homes for the Lord's Supper. All that means is the breaking of bread and the sharing of wine, remembering Jesus' death. And they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. I can't tell you how much I want that bit of the verse to be true. Shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And I also, I've changed this as well, because in the original it says, every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. That would be 365 people by this time next year. God's not going to do that. I've just upset some of you with my lack of faith. God's building a family here. If we had 365 people, we'd be absolutely, we wouldn't be able, it, we, we just wouldn't cope. But God will add. He will add to us. But he won't just add. It won't, it won't just be people just turning up. It will be people that are then starting to journey and becoming part of the family. So from time to time, the Lord would add to their community, to their fellowship, those who were being saved. It's never, ever going to be perfect. But our God is doing a new thing. I think we're going to worship a little bit more. I want to pray. Our God is doing a new thing. I'm absolutely convinced about that. Because I tell you, I have not left my job at CAP to come and lead any form of the same. Yeah? Trust, trust me, you don't need a leader if you're just going to stick with the same. You do need a leader if you're going to do something new and you're going to do something different. And our God has great plans that humbly we might be family together. As we are family, as we care for one another, as we love one another, as we meet one another's needs, as we share food with one another, as we do all the stuff that family should do. God will do great stuff in our midst, both within us and outside of us, as he sends us into a broken world. Let's stand.
let your kingdom come. Lord Jesus, let your kingdom come. Build your church. Help us, Lord, as a church to to move on. To leave these challenging few years behind. To leave the pain. To leave the hurt. Lord, those of us that have maybe just felt jaded, help us to shake it off in the name of Jesus. Help us to throw ourselves into all that you have for us in the name of Jesus. Help us to recommit to being family and building family here in this church. Lord, give us all the wisdom we need to understand how to be family in a group this large. Speak to us as a whole leadership team, to the staff team, to anyone leading a ministry. God, do a new thing. Do a new thing in us. We're here. We're yours. It's a new year. It's a new decade. It's a whole new season. Give us your joy, your anticipation, and your excitement for all that you want to do, Lord Jesus, we pray.